0: What are you going to do? Yeah, no, I yeah, I know, I hear you.
1: From the Hill night. Country in Texas. This is one And this is Patrick Timpone along with Dr. Richard Massey. He's normally here. Well, he's not normal, but he's normally here on the third <laughs> on the third Monday of the month and I forgot it that it was the third Monday. And uh, Richard calls and says, are "We on today and one well, am uh, Maybe. Oh God! I just need professional help. You know, I don't know what to tell you. It's just one of those things. Maybe you know somebody, Dr. Richard Massey. He's in Austin, Texas. He's a former doctor. Well, he's still a doctor, but he's he doesn't play doctor. Except, well, um, stand up, stand up, doc, and show people your your your, your show people your shirt. Well, we can't talk about it. Show people your shirt, because this is great. I want one of these. Stand up there. <laughs> <laughs> Trust me, I'm a doctor. Man, I want one of these guys. Oh, that is great. Trust me, I'm a doctor. Oh my God, have you have you had any comments on that? Like at the H E B or the where you eat your? Oh yeah. The, oh
0: yeah, people people <laughs> always crack up, and it brings a little humor to the day. <laughs> you think?
1: <laughs> Trust me, I'm a doctor. I. Uh, I've been going through some Mercury retrograde karma for the last two, I mean, you can't believe things that are just breaking my cars and computers and now the, we have a technical problem with our camera. So Patrick is here in voice only. And I'm just, you can see how I'm getting so good at living in the now that I'm just frozen in time. You know, I'm just there, you know. <laughs> what do you think? What do you think? This is, you know, you know, you can't get any more now than this, right? Whoop! I'm now. That's it. I'm now. I got my little red pill, and I was uh, mentioning Dr. Massey before the show that um, I think we could we could do a whole business with red pill suppositories. You know, I think it would be good. (laughs) (laughs) You could bring them to all your favorite politicians, right? And here, show this. You know what I'm saying? It would be good. <laughs> but you could do it with love and compassion, so you wouldn't create any karma dharma. You know, hello, Mr. President, what do you think? Uh, Bend over here. Oh, God, help us all. Uh, if you'd like to be on the show, you can um, join us, 888 663 6386. Email Patrick at oneradionetwork.com. We get a lot of newbies. Dr. Massey is an MD and long ago and far away. He got a little feisty with the board of,
0: what do you call those guys?
1: The board, the board. uh,
0: The The Texas Medical Board.
1: Oh, the Texas Medical Board. And they they were not happy with Dr. Massey's protocols because he was doing things that just were not quite, you know, you know, how do you say it? Kosher, kosher.
0: Outside the standard of scare. Uh,
1: Outside. Yeah, tell people what the standard of scare is because this is really interesting that most folks don't understand what docs are up against, really. It's, it's, it's a thing, isn't it? It's a thing.
0: Yes, it is. And so when somebody comes to see us, we are only allowed to do things within certain parameters that some authority figure that we've never seen or met, mm-hmm. most likely, mm-hmm. has decided is the best way to treat a certain condition. Ah. Uh, if we go outside of that, uh, we're in danger of having our medical permit revoked.
1: And so, if I go to a doc and say I got a thyroid issue, and um, he, and he may think I'm low in iodine or something, you know, or whatever, pig thyroid,
2: mm-hmm.
1: he can't he can't just uh, offer that and recommend that to me. He's got to do exactly with the FDNA and the, cdc and everybody says
0: you know that's the way it works unless you have some personal trust with this person yeah um almost as if you're selling drugs <laughs> with this person you have to trust that they're not going to turn you into the government wow um, i mean that's actually what happened with me there was no patient injury or complaint it was a And I've seen this happen with Child Protective Services. It's a way that people get even with people they don't like, personally. Mm. Mm. Uh, They can file a complaint with a non-elected agency, like the Medical Board or Child Protective Services. And those complaints are anonymous, like mine was. I'm not allowed to know who it was that complained. Really? Really? Yeah, or even what they said. Hmm. I'm not allowed to know that. So I'll tell you another one that happened recently. Um, you have my little great-grandson's photo there.
1: I do. Let me pull that puppy up. Yeah, this is cool. Here you yeah,
0: go. I I caught this picture here. Oh. This is his Mr. Magoo face, I call it, because <laughs> his little him. eyes are squinted. Look at him. And... Uh, He's there with his great-grandma, and boy, they have quite a rapport. You can see his little IV lines, uh, which he just got out the other day, so he'll be going home soon. He was born with uh, four heart defects, congenital heart defects. Um, And so he's been in the intensive care unit uh, since he was born. And... Someone filed an anonymous complaint with child protective services that he was being abused. Really? I'm totally serious.
1: And you and nobody knows who it was. It was just it was just one of those things.
0: no Wow, no wow. nobody knows who it was. and he's been under the lights out in the open in the ICU under twenty four seven surveillance by the intensive care unit staff
1: Wow! because of that or just because of his his health condition no
0: what i'm saying is he has never been in a place where either parent or any family member could in any way harm him his his little body's open for examination Mm. all the time 24 hours a day uh by a continuous nursing staff and medical staff at At the children's hospital, Hmm. there's absolutely no way he could be being abused by anybody, Uh, especially the parents, which was what the complaint was, that one of his parents was abusing him. And it's an anonymous complaint, and it just goes to show the absurdity of the system.
2: Hmm. Hmm. Yeah.
0: And you know we have a right to be faced with our accuser.
1: Yes, yes, you do.
0: And here, there's this and that, you know. And we're going. I mean, what do you want? Um, (laughs) (laughs) This kid's been on like constant video, twenty-four hours a day, every day since he was born. How is it possible? that somebody can call in a complaint, and they actually investigate it.
1: But this Um, complaint came in after the little boy was born.
0: Yes. He's never left the hospital. Wow. And somebody filed an anonymous complaint, obviously somebody who doesn't even know the situation.
2: Yeah.
1: Really something. But he's going uh, to break out of the there? Then the agents
0: so? come out and they try to corral you into signing forms to give up your rights.
1: And, wow. But the, the the mom knew better to sign those, I hope?
0: Yeah. So we sat down with Desi. You know, Desi Andrews here. Yes. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, And it's like, hey, don't sign anything. Don't sign anything. And if you do get scared and sign something, you always put under duress under your name. Oh, cool. To, to protect your rights, so for everybody out there. And you can even do that with your medical records. If you feel like you're being forced to sign something under duress, write that underneath your name.
1: Oh, that's cool, under duress, yeah. And that's valid? Mm-hmm. I mean, that that's helpful, huh?
0: Yeah, it is. And so when you, when you think that all of these folks are out to protect children, which I know a lot of children need protection. Sure. I'm not saying that's not true. Sure. But when somebody who has a grudge against someone can file a complaint with an agency Hmm. that is so absolutely absurd, and the agency paid by your tax dollars and mine actually send people out to investigate it and try to force a person to give up their rights to take care of their own child. Uh, you know, it's just like, okay. Sure, whatever. Woo, that's a wake-up call. Yeah,
1: I'll tell you what. If you'd like to join the show, our phone lines are open. Please join us. Anything at all you'd like to talk about, 888 and or Patrick at oneradionetwork.com. We're live here. It is the 18th of July, 2023, with Dr. Richard Massey. Uh, this is a, a Tuesday morning. If you're watching on BitChute, uh, please subscribe to our channel, hit your little bell button, but know that we're live here only on the on, on the uh, you know the 18th. You know, I was thinking maybe I could time travel back to when I signed up to be on Earth, and I could put under <laughs> duress. <laughs> what do you what do you think? What do you think? <laughs> think that'll work? Uh, I don't know. Okay.
0: You're coming up with an angle already. That's right. right.
1: I got an angle. Hey, God, look at this. I mean, God, I mean, right here under duress. I mean, I I didn't know what I was doing. I mean, you guys didn't tell me how this was going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> it probably won't work, right? But, you know,
0: it's good. Yeah, that's so funny. It's
1: good to try. <laughs> <laughs> You know, with the CPS, I'm sure you've heard this, and I'm not sure it's true. I think it is. I've had more than two or three people tell me this, you know, people like Desi who know this stuff, that when we're born and we're at the hospital and they have the little birth certificate, Mm -hmm. they stamp a little thing on the back, I think with your footprint or something, and they claim, they, that the the state owns the baby at that point.
0: Yeah, yeah. And that's why we're filing an affidavit that that's not true.
1: Good. That's what you're doing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think Desi's one of the ones that talked talk to us about that, right? Yeah.
0: Yeah, I would not have even known these things. So the idea is, is if a non-elected agency makes an accusation, hmm their accusation stands as the only evidence in a case, unless I file an affidavit saying what really happened.
1: Well, affidavits are pretty easy. They sound spooky, but they're not. You can go online and see the format, and it's simply you tell the truth, right? You tell yeah. the truth of what it, happened it. in your experience, and you sign it. I think you can, I think you. I don't think you need to get it notarized. You can if you want to, or have a uh, a witness. Have a friend witness it. Uh, I saw Richard sign this thing on this date. Boom, and you can file it into the county clerk if you want, but you don't have to. It's Hmm. it's law, right? You are saying this is the deal. This is the truth, huh?
0: Hmm.
1: Yeah, pretty cool.
0: Yes, affidavit. Yeah, we're not helpless against. The accusations, and so I suspect they come as like a, like somebody you know poking me in the ribs to wake me up because yeah. it's uh, my turn, my shift is beginning. That's right. <laughs> I
1: and I, I believe I, you know, this is above my pay grade, but I believe that when you do an affidavit, that the person that you are saying your truth to has to respond in a certain amount of days in an affidavit. Or what you say is true, and under the law, is yes. that true? Is that the way? Yes.
0: It works? And they have to do that under penalty of perjury, and so. Wow. Um, yeah. Yeah. So it puts it back on them, and if they're willing to do that, then you have something to go to, go to court with, yeah. because there's absolutely no way, in this case, that one of the parents was abusing this child because they've never even been alone with him. <laughs>
1: Oh, God. So, I know,
0: right? It's just crazy. Uh,
1: so, how, and this is your daughter, right? Your daughter?
0: Granddaughter.
1: Granddaughter. Oh, this is a great oh, granddaughter. And how's she doing with all this? Is she making it through okay?
0: Uh Yeah, man, she's way tougher uh, at 20 than I was at 50. Really? Uh, yeah. she's, she's just an amazing being has a lot of inner strength.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So when that little pumpkin gonna get out of there, break her out of there, is he going to come home soon?
0: Yeah, I think on the 24th is the plan. Uh,
1: and uh, is it? Is he going to have to go back and do stuff with his heart or how's he doing?
0: Yeah, so at about six months they're going to put in some uh, so his little pulmonary artery that comes out of the heart, the valve never developed. So mm. they're going to have to open that up so that his heart pumps blood directly into the lungs. Oh, Right now it's going through a bypass, and they just put a stent in there to keep that bypass open. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a bypass we all have in the womb because uh, we don't need our lungs in the womb. Um, but he needs that bypass cuz he can't pump blood directly to his lungs so they put a stent in there huh. just like they would in somebody's artery that's going to keep that open for him
1: and then he'll be good to go right yep yeah. i have a, a niece who had a little boy and they actually operated on him while he was still in her womb, for a heart thing. I mean, that's crazy. Can you imagine how they could do that? Yeah, what's I mean, what, amazing. How is that? You know, I mean, we do, we do, we do. You know, uh, kind of, you know, give doctors a hard time. But these guys, you know, the people that are fixing people, they're the ones mm-hmm. you don't want to throw out. You know, with bathwater. You know, if you're throwing, all oh, right, because they, man, these no, guys, amazing. They're amazing. They can do this, and I think he's mm-hmm. had two operations already. He's only about two or three years old, and he's back to good. Man, he just runs around like a little champ, and yeah, yeah, <laughs> amazing,
0: amazing, yeah.
1: So, uh, well, so what's your what's your feeling about like my in my sister's case, and your granddaughter's case, and and how these little things happen from a recall healing? You got any theories on that, and how the, these things can can come about? you know, without blaming anybody.
0: Yeah, yeah. And, and of course, I can only talk about my part in the story. Yeah. uh, Because, you know, other people have not given their permission to, it's not my place to tell their story. Right. Um, But the Tetralogy of Fallot storyline in the family matches exactly what's been going on uh, in the family and, I, you know, I could speak about it with someone if they were interested, how my life matches that story exactly and, and how the actual formation of this little boy's heart is an attempt to carry uh, this way that people are with each other in our family that's created heartbreak. Huh. So he's actually trying to carry the heartbreak physically so we all don't have to feel it. And that's how little ones come into the world. Uh, I sent you that other photo of the project purpose. Um, and uh, that one, if people haven't seen it, that's a really good one to look at. Anything you know about that particular time in your life. Uh, and if you're a parent or a grandparent, anything you know about your little ones, I uh, put the actual photographs of yourself or the little ones on that form and write down the big events there uh, and show it to them because we're formed in original love. So this little one is willing to die if necessary to carry what made his ancestors suffer.
2: Wow, it's crazy.
0: And all of us are that way in our nervous system, not in our heart. The heart is a portal to something greater. Mm-hmm. But the nervous system of the little one, you know, it's like clay. Like if somebody's doing pottery and they're forming this wet clay. right? So this clay is really wet from conception to one year old. And it's taking every dream, every thought, every action of the mother and the father and and the ancestral downloads there and putting it into its nervous system and making a commitment in its nervous system that I will spend the rest of my life manifesting answers to my parents' suffering the way they were at this time. Not like reality today, but the nervous system gets frozen back in that time. And that's why cultures around the world that are not empire building cultures help people update their nervous system if that's not done the nervous system stays right back here where this little guy is at one year old and it believes its purpose in life is to save its mommy and its daddy from what they suffered during this 30-month period of time What 30 it's months? like the world What's- stopped Right there.
1: What 30 months before and after the birth? 30 months.
0: So, no, nine months prior to conception. Okay. So, what the parents were suffering with at the moment of conception is important. Okay. Until the child is one year old and the nervous system stays frozen from that point on, unless it's reprogrammed, consciously reprogrammed, it's going to try to save the parents how they were during that period of time trying to it see. will never update itself
1: huh. so that's
0: uh, wow
1: so can we talk about why the little heart thing could be happening to your grandson in relation to you or your family
0: yes uh, <clears throat> if i were to show you a picture of tetralogy of fallot um, <clears throat> and i you know what? I can probably find that on my phone. Oh, look, and it's 1028. That's my birthday. Oh. Um, yeah. Okay. So let me see if I can find that photo that was on the ICU door back there so you can kind of see what that looks like. And for all of you all who, who are listening, you may want to uh, – yeah, here we go. You may want to look at your own photo of a heart, but I'm going to send this over to Patrick.
1: An email save if. See if I can put that up.
0: Yeah, yeah. And it's just gonna be entitled T O F. Okay. For Tetralogy of Philot.
1: What's that word you're talking about? Tetra Tetra.
0: Yeah, tetralogy just means four. Four. You know? Okay. Um, and I guess the Doctor Fellow or Falot or however it was pronounced was the one who came up with this. So if you can if you can see that now.
1: Oh yeah. Um, I think I can copy this. Cool. Hold on a second. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, when, you know, for people who, who aren't able to, to do that, there's a, there's a picture of the, of the heart there. And that has the four defects on it. You can go back and stop the video if you want. But basically the deal is this, uh, this little septum here is supposed to grow all the way up there and it's not doing it. Um, So this little septum here is supposed to grow all the way up. That little pointy thing there that I'm touching is supposed to go all the way up. Um, When it doesn't do that, here's what happens. So the top parts of the heart uh, Called the atria are the feminine parts of the heart because they receive blood. The bottom parts of the heart are masculine because they eject blood. Right. There you go. Now you picture.
2: got it up there. Cool. Wow.
0: So the way the normal heart works, and and those I think that you're looking at, uh, you know, yeah, you can kind of see how how the blue the blue woman is only related to the blue male right so you can see on the top heart Mm -hmm. the blue woman gives blood to the blue male she doesn't give blood to the red male the red woman gives blood to the red male she doesn't give blood over to the blue male right that's how it's supposed to work But when that little thing on the bottom doesn't grow up and separate the heart into those two halves, the men at the bottom receive blood from more than one woman. So this shows up in families where pregnant women are not the number one woman in the man's life. Wow. They have a, another woman that they receive from. They can either still have an attachment to their mommy. They haven't separated from their mommy yet. They could have a previous wife or a lover that they still will maintain a connection with. Mm-hmm. They're not prioritizing their pregnant partner. Or they can have a mistress on the side in the present moment. But there is another female so that the male is receiving from two females, not from one. When the heart, when the male part of the heart receives from two females, it's incompatible with life. Hmm. It's supposed to be one woman, one man, one woman, one man Hmm. for biology during the pregnancy and infancy that's how it's designed to be and I want to say this too it's not the fact so if I as a man have a previous lover or i am not detached from my mommy both of which were true it's not that circumstance that will create this it's the fact that I suffered and my spouse suffered and it was never worked out the suffering was never cleared so it's uncleared suffering that creates the physical changes it's not the events like like people might be into having more than one wife
2: mm-hmm.
0: that's not going to cause this you know people agree to it up front there's no suffering or if there's suffering they talk about it um, you're not going to have a child with this. But if they're suffering and it's not spoken about and it just sits in there and ferments and festers over generations, mm-hmm. then one of the little descendants will say, I'll carry this. Wow. I'll carry this dynamic in my heart. And that way, all that suffering will disappear. That's and that's how that's the nervous system
1: sees the world. That's what he's trying to do is help mom and dad.
0: He's, He's born in original love and he's trying to heal generations of suffering related to pregnant women not feeling like they're the number one woman in the man's life.
1: Wow. So, so, so if mom and dad know this or mom knows this, what can she do to clear to clear that so then the little baby can heal too.
0: So if a, if a person knows this in utero, we'll just talk theoretically here. Yeah. Um, if, a, if a person knows this in utero, they do the same thing that we do with children. Um, they speak to them when they're asleep and tell them they don't have to carry it. Mm. And they name the specific dynamic. They say, boy, this is the suffering in the family that you've been trying to take care of. And I want to be real clear with you. It's not your suffering. Hmm. It belongs to the big ones. And you need to leave it with the big ones and grow your heart completely normally.
1: So you're talking on the inner planes from soul to soul. Uh, and you can do that yeah, all the yeah, time. Yeah, you
0: talk to that fetus in there mm-hmm. uh, and tell it that it doesn't have to save its mommy and his daddy or its grandma or grandpa or great-grandparents from their suffering.
1: And it's that simple.
0: It's that simple. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. I mean, I've watched it change physical things in little ones before yeah. when people find... Actual conflict that's going on, and really get clear within themselves because honestly, their personality may want the little one to carry it. Personalities—you can't trust personalities. Yeah, that's
1: the ego. Right? That's
0: just yeah. a person has to get down to the level of the heart mm-hmm. and, uh, and go. You know, from my heart, I don't, I don't want you to carry this.
1: What if children are acting out? So. Children, even 15 or whatever, 6, 20, could they be acting out things, still trying to help mom and dad, clear?
0: They'll do it, they'll do it until they're 80.
1: Wow, great. So
2: <laughs>
0: it is. So unless the nervous system is reprogrammed, people will see Donald Trump or Joe Biden as one of their parents or somebody who injured one of their parents. They'll never actually see them for who they are.
1: Wow. So, so the nervous system of the child is the one that needs to be reprogrammed or just forgiven by the mom and dad or just told by mom that you don't have to do this. You're okay. We're good.
0: Right. 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 Yeah. Yeah. You know, hmm. and, uh, Joubert Renault and of course, Michelle Dawson, who, you know, and you've had on yeah. the show, yeah. um, they have so many examples, uh, of how things that we think are incurable or there may yeah. be medical problems or psychological problems completely reversed when the parent speaks to the child in that way.
1: To them on a soul level or heart level. clear of it. So, this is, I'm really enjoying this conversation. This is from Sheila because I have an, a teenager that's really uh, been going through some I don't know what he's going through, actually. She says, how can I find out what's going on with uh, my son that I can tell him he doesn't have
0: to do this? So I, I, don't, yeah, so I don't know what behavior he's once, doing exactly, but sure. not happy. So she's not being specific about what it is. All right? Um, but when someone has already gone through puberty, puberty is the time when the whole brain rewires itself Uh and so that's that's why most cultures choose puberty as the time to do the big reprogramming Uh. and to leave all that original programming back in the past but once they pass puberty um talking to their photograph Mm -hmm. can be helpful and practice saying something to their photograph until you're not Feeling weak when you say it.
1: Not mm, feeling
0: weak. If, if, if the parent feels weak, the kid's nervous system reactivates and thinks, "I've got to save mommy again." So the most important thing for a parent is to gather their own strength. Mm-hmm. And the way of doing that in biology is to be the little one in front of my parents. If I judge or criticize my parents, I can't help my own child.
1: Hmm. So the mom could get clear on that and forgive mom and dad for whatever they felt they did and and get cool with them, and that will help them be stronger so they can be more clarity with the mom and the son. So in,
0: in biology... We're actually forbidden to forgive our parents. Um, So for biology, the movement is to be the little one. I'm too small to even say you did anything bad. I honor your story exactly as it happened. Your story somehow is the right story for you. I wouldn't physically be here if it weren't for you and that exact Story. So I honor that. And I agree that those are the terms of me being in this physical form.
1: Maybe I agreed to come in.
0: I, I did We a, all do. We all do. I we mean, all agree to and, come and in. And if we're not agreeing to it now consciously, we're arguing with the most obvious reality uh, in this form because I'm 50%. My human DNA is 50% mom and 50% dad. So I'm basically, I am them. So if I'm criticizing or judging what they did, it's, it's I'm judging my own DNA.
1: Criticizing and, and judging I, who? I don't so have I, the
0: strength to bless my child. Oh, I lost. For okay. whom that child, one-fourth of their DNA is each of my parents.
1: So you're back to not criticizing... Your mom and dad, and that, that will,
0: yeah, right. Okay, yeah, that's vital, mm-hmm. right? I mean, that's the beginning point. If I'm, if I'm not the little one for my parents, th- this is going to be really tough. Um,
1: the little one meaning? Um,
0: I agree that they conceived me; that I did not conceive them. Mm-hmm. That their life was in process long before I arrived. And that they have a sacred relationship with Source and with their own family members that I will never fully understand. And it's not my place to understand it. My place is to take the gift of life, get their blessing, and say yes to what's in front of me.
1: And then when we do do that with our mom and dad, how does that work then going in? talking to our child.
0: Yeah. Right. So when I'm strong like that and I'm carrying the strength of my parents, Uh I can look at a photo of my teenager and it'll become clear to me kind of what they're carrying. And I'll tell them, Hey, look, you don't have to carry this anymore. Now, look, I'm the little one in front of my parents and I left my parents stories back with them where they belong. Mm -hmm. You can leave your troubles back with me and your father because it belongs with us
2: mm-hmm.
0: any, any anything that's not joyful and blissful in a child's life they're doing it to try to save their parents
1: trying to save their parents huh.
0: yeah yeah I mean it, nobody would choose to do things that don't feel harmonious yeah. for themselves huh. uh, unless it was out of loyalty of course, None of us are that stupid.
1: Yeah, Souls aren't, right? So so I guess in modern technology or uh, philosophy, they'll tell them I'm always doing that to get attention or he's rebelling. Right. But that's not true, all that stuff?
0: No, none of that's true. <laughs> and it's a blaming. Uh, it's a way of saying, yeah, this is how we've always done it. The later generations always carry, you yeah. know, the suffering from the previous ones, and we're good with that, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, We just want to live our own lives and whatever falls downhill on our kids or grandkids, that's okay with us. And, uh, you know, maybe it's time to have a look at that.
1: Hmm. So they're trying to help mom and dad by acting irresponsibly
0: or whatever they're doing. Or whatever they're doing, Hmm. you know, like, uh, so a little kid is is a chronic liar. Mm -hmm. And... Nobody can change that by any method they know. And then what comes out in a recall healing session is that his father had to lie to his own dad to not be beaten to death, basically, right? And once the little kid hears that story, he doesn't tell lies anymore. Once he realizes it's a story between his father and his grandfather.
1: Oh, and then he doesn't have to do it anymore.
0: No, he doesn't have to do it anymore, right? Hmm. Um, so once people hear the actual truth of what's going on, they, oh, okay, it's okay. not mine. Yeah. I get it.
1: This is what's commonly known as when bringing up trauma or bringing something to the surface, right? We're just seeing the truth of, of things.
0: Yeah, yeah, you want to hear the truth about something. So mm-hmm. like the kid, the kid who became schizophrenic and... Uh, you know, it gets medically diagnosed. He gets put in a facility and put on meds and all of that. And I'm not saying that's wrong. You don't want somebody roaming the streets who's not in their right mind, walking in front of buses and things like that. Um, so he's put in a place where he can't hurt himself or others, uh, supposedly. And, um, but the backstory went like this. He got the schizophrenic break when he was at the same age that his mother slept with the neighbor when the dad was gone. Wow. And con- conceived him by the neighbor. But she was afraid to tell her husband that. So she didn't say that. And she let the man think that this is her, the his son. And, of course, biologically, everybody knows everything. It's like the Leonard Cohen song. Everybody knows everybody the knows, loaded. yeah. Everybody knows the fight is fixed, you know. At, at the subconscious level, we know everything, Yeah, right? So he knew deep down this is not his son, and the son knew this is not my father. But no one consciously said anything about it. It was the elephant in the room. And when he reaches the same age as the mother when she did that, he said, suddenly has a split in his perception of reality. At some point, the mom came in to see Jobert on a consult, I think, about something else. And this story came up. And he told her, you need to tell the truth to your husband. And they have divorced hmm. by now. Um, You need to tell him, and she didn't want to, but then one day she did. She just called him up on the phone and apologized and told him the truth, and he was so relieved to hear that because he didn't know why he didn't like this kid who was supposedly his own son. Wow. And so it healed a lot for him. The other part is at the moment of the phone call, the kid in the institution hundreds of miles away has a breakthrough. Wow. And he now lives in his own apartment, has his own job, is off his meds. Um, So, getting to the truth of what's going on underneath everything. As Bert Hellinger, the constellation guy, would always say, it's always about something real that really happened. It's not about an opinion or an idea or a philosophy. There was something real that happened, and these are all ripples from that happening. Yeah. And if people bring that happening to light, all the ripples calm down. Yeah.
1: Boy, the truth is real extraordinary when you, when we look at yeah. it as spiritual beings. That boy, I've been practicing, and every day, you know, make sure that I'm telling the truth to myself and to everybody. Yeah. Right. Everybody, because if if not, yeah. boy, it gets sticky wicky, you know. I got a little story yeah, for you. Yeah. Uh, if you'd like yeah. to join the show, <laughs> this is so cool. 888 And this great saying of to tell the truth, the whole truth and nothing but the truth, so help you God. That's where that comes from. That's, you know, that's where that comes from. So yeah. here's a great little story. So I'm driving my Prius, it's July 4th falls down, goes boom, on the side of the road, 112 degrees, this ain't happening, um, you know what I mean? So I got my little, um, yeah, yeah. I got my little card, what do they called, AAA, I call them, well, sir, you're you're expired, so we can't help you. So, you know, oh, of no. course, being Italian Scorpio, it's expired, and well, I don't do it. And so I'm kind of saying, <laughs> well, I really need some help. She said, okay, I'll tell you what, we'll come out and tell you, and uh, we'll do it, and you can you can just call us later and, and, and renew and you'll be good. I said, oh man, that'd be great. So the tow truck comes, we get home and you know that was just the beginning of the car adventure. But fast forward to yesterday, I forgot about the, the renewal. So I call him at AAA, I tell him the story and uh, sign up again, you know, 100 bucks. Um, and And I said, well, I didn't pay. So then... Instead of just getting off the phone, I knew my spiritual teacher, which I call Divine Spirit, God, said, Deal with that that toe, you gotta pay for that. Okay, yeah, I'm yeah, I'm in. So I said, I gotta pay for this toe, how can I do that? And they said, Well, you don't owe us anything. No, I, I must because you told me and I only gave the guy only asked me for twenty bucks. So I, I have to owe you. He said, Well, let me check. What's your number? So he goes and checks and he goes and checks and comes back and said, no, we have absolutely nothing on file that we paid for that toe. I said, well, that's not possible wow. because I got it for free. He said, well, here's what he said. God works in mysterious ways.
0: Wow, Patrick. <laughs> Isn't that interesting? Wow, what a gift.
1: So when you surrender to it, the truth, the Spirit's always gonna do the very best thing for you. And, and there's just no way he would, you know, I even asked him, so could I just put one toe on my new thing and I'd feel he said, No, we can't do that. I said, You sure? I just wanted to be really clean, man. I didn't want any car karma. Yeah. Isn't that yeah, interesting how the truth funny. the truth set you set you free, boy?
0: <laughs> it's great, man. Yes.
1: Wow. So so how does mom figure out let's go back to mom and, and the teenage son how does mom figure out what could have been going on with her and hubby during these 30 months right pre-conception conception and then a year after yeah. right how can she figure out there was a lot of stuff that went on between her and hubby right i mean how would she figure that
0: out i mean i mean of course the the whole premise here. That I've seen and that that I was taught and seems to be true, is that she already knows
1: she already knows,
0: yeah, she already knows oh okay uh, she did, she doesn't consciously know yet, right, but she already knows, so we got that on our side, right, she already knows. So if she were here or if we were working long distance, which I'm not I'm not doing a lot of that, but if somebody really wants to, I can do it. Mm-hmm. Um, I ask them to purchase one of the little M waves, you know, from the Institute of Heart Math, mm-hmm. uh, or they can get the inner balance that goes on their phone and they clip that on and it makes a sound that I can hear over their computer when we're talking. Mm-hmm. And it lets me know when they have said a story that their heart wants them to follow. Okay. Right? So we would sit down and go over everything. Like what was going on between you and this child's father in the nine months prior to the conception? Mm -hmm. What were the big conflicts there? Uh, Like had y'all been together for a while? Were you married or not married? Did your in-laws like you? You know? And, you know, you can see this little thing change in color and hear the little pinging here. Um, and so I listen for that as the person tells the story. And then we go, was the conception planned? Was it unplanned? Mm-hmm. Was it a contraceptive failure? Uh, was, were both parents financially and emotionally ready to have a child at this time? That kind of thing. Um what was it like when you first found out you were pregnant? What was it like when you were working on whatever your feelings were when you were going to go tell his father that y'all were pregnant? Did you feel excited? Wow. Did the father react in an excited way? Cuz all of these things are ca- carried by the nervous system of the little one. Wow. So for instance if the moment I find out I'm pregnant my first thought is i don't want this pregnancy the the little one takes that on in the nervous system so if its nervous system will say i'll take on the feeling of being unwanted so you don't have to bear any guilt about that feeling mom Hmm. And the child can carry a feeling of being unwanted the rest of their days, unless that's reprogrammed, that moment there.
1: And that's done simply by talking to the child on a soul level, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. And so, and then you go through the pregnancy. How was it? Were we puking the whole time? Mm -hmm. Uh, (laughs) Did the doctor or the midwife say nice things? What were the big sufferings during the pregnancy? And as we just talked about, did my man, did I feel like my man saw me as the number one woman in his life during the time of this pregnancy? Um, How was the labor and delivery? And I asked people to walk me through everything from the very first sense that there was a first contraction. Where were you? What were you doing? Did your water break? Walk me through it. You know, who got you where? What was your feeling? um, And then how did the labor and delivery go? All the details. And I listened for the heart monitor and they listened for it as well because their own heart will say what the big story is. So I'm going to, I'm going to, and then how the infancy went. Mm -hmm. Were we breastfeeding? Did we have a bunch of in laws or parents giving advice that was unwelcome? Or was everybody supportive? I mean, all that's carried by the little one. I'll carry the rejection of the in-laws, mom, so you don't have to feel it, right? That's that's how that works. Uh, the little one, the little one's nervous system is Jesus during this period of time. It just says, "Put all the suffering on me, hmm. and I'll manifest answers for it the rest of my life." So that's how the nervous system is formed, right? So let's say that the child had no problems until 15 years old. Okay. That will go back to seven and a half months old or seven and a half months in the womb. How'd you
1: come up with that number?
0: Because seven and a half is half of 15. So everything that manifests later in life was set down during this period of time oh cool so at seven and if you go back the woman would notice yeah there was a little blip at seven and a half but it wasn't a big deal now at 15 it's a bigger deal and at 30 it'll be even a bigger deal if this one doesn't get sorted out uh, because everything comes back on doubles yes hoping that we will be more mature and have more support and and be able to reconcile things, right? So, or something happened at seven and a half months old, some big argument between me and dad or me and my boss or me and my best friend or the in-laws or my parents, and at seven and a half months old, that baby will carry that and will reenact it at seven and a half, 15, and 30.
1: And the solution is once you know, then you just tell him that he doesn't have to, it's my deal. Yeah. You're good. Yeah. 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 Just let it go.
0: Yeah. Yeah. The, the big struggle is getting down to the truth yeah. sentence. And because if it was easy to get to, we would have done it a long time ago and we wouldn't, <laughs> right. we wouldn't be acting this way. Right. Uh, it's seeing that truth sentence. is like, Oh my God, that's a, that's a little, you know, rough. Uh, or sometimes people cry um, when they see it because it's a hurtful thing. Mm. Uh, things are put in the unconscious because they're hurtful, yeah. uh, not because they're blissful. you know. Um, and the baby and the fetus are part of the mother's unconscious at that point in time.
2: Mm.
0: So when something gets stuffed down, it gets stuffed down into the little one. And that's innocent. Because the mother herself, her nervous system took on what her parents stuffed her way. And her parents took on what the grandparents stuffed, you know, the parents' way, right? Oh. So there's no way to blame anybody unless you want to go back to an Adam and Eve kind of story. <laughs> that's right. And, that's you that's know, like... good luck finding happiness there. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's right, Barry. So that's really so fascinating. Um, so, um, have you found people that were very, uh, you know, meditators are really quiet and very sensitive that been able to find the truth without the M wave? No, no, the
0: truth. Oh, Yeah. Listen, there's a lot of paths. Okay, yeah. Right. Yeah. Thank you for bringing that up. Uh, sometimes, we, so just many many paths know, right? sometimes we just to- know, Sometimes we just know. To liberation, yeah, yeah. These are just the ones I studied. I see, I you see. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Path, many ways up the mountain, so whatever. Oh, yeah. And Most people, I suspect, and ladies more than guys, that they kind of know this stuff when they really think about it. Sure. Ram.
0: Yeah. 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 Because
1: yeah. if it has a little juice, a little energy, a little, um, um, what Ram Dass used to call it, there's a Tim he used to use. it um, will oh, come to me. Um, these little things that need to be exploded. They're, we feel them, right? We know that, that. We know they're there. You know.
0: Yeah, and, and of course, part of the reason <clears throat> that I'm on the show. Which, by the way, if Sharon remembers when we did our first show, I'd kind of like to know. Okay. Oh, um,
1: figure it out. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I forget how many years we've been doing this.
1: A long time.
0: Yes, it's been a while. Um, but my thing is to change a medical diagnosis into the love story underneath it. A love story, yeah. And I'm working on that. I've uh, only learned a few things so far. But it's really satisfying when a person gets that or when I personally get it. hmm and something in my own body that hurts clears up because I get the love story that is underneath it.
1: And the love story Uh, is you trying to help your mom or your kids trying to help you, right? That's the
0: love story. Yeah. Trying to save mommy and daddy or grandma and grandpa or great grandparents. All that gets downloaded there during that 30 months. Cool. And our nervous systems are loyal. Our hearts are free, but our nervous systems are the Sopranos, you know, <laughs> it is loyal. And loyal. Doc, stay right yeah, there. You're, do- you're, in, you're in the family. You're in
1: the family, yeah. man. You're in the family. <laughs> uh, at 888-663-6386. Email Patrick at one com. What do you think about this? You have a question for Dr. Massey, a comment? Pretty, pretty spiffy stuff, eh? And, uh, my camera and uh, something is having a bad hair day, so I'm frozen in time. And you can see I'm just being in Knoxville, pretty good, huh? Uh, if you would like to be on the show, you can call 888-663-6386, Email Patrick One Radio Network So when we come back from our little break, then we're going to talk about my nervous system, and he's going to help me figure out why I don't sleep. So 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 this. He'll probably charge me big bucks for this one, but you know, I just put on a credit card. What do I care? Um, this one radio network dot com, and if you, <laughs> it's like, if you'd like to um, check out uh, Shen Blossom, of a, a really a wonderful uh, company, Brandon Amelani, and just, just really, really cool. I was looking at his website this morning, and uh, if you go on a Shen Blossom, you can. You can then, I just want to read you some of the things that he has here. These are really, really um, cool stuff. Midnight Minerals, you can take these before bedtime. Speaking of sleep, uh, Pepper Plus. It's an amazing pepper from some uh, strange exotic island somewhere Um, that's, he has Prime Digestive Activator with Shen Blossom, Uh, Spirulina, Low Temperature, very cool. Wild purple reishi. Woo! Goji berry extract. Uh, these are, I'm just uh, randomly looking at these. Um, wild noni honey. That's pretty cool. You know, noni from Hawaii. Um, all kinds of things. And here is one of my faves, which is the Hoshu Wu formula, or Heishi Wu, which is good for the kidneys. And here's Brandon to tell you about that. Previously, with our friend Brandon Amalani of Shen Blossom.
3: A good example of this also is like the Hoshu Wu formula. Hmm. That's um, hmm. that's a new one that came out. It's, it's really good because it's a blood builder. A lot of people don't understand that Hoshu Wu is actually toxic if it's not prepared correctly. Um, so I wanted to come out with one that not only features the Hoshu Wu as the king herb in the formula, but it's prepared of a minimum of 14 days. Usually we try and get 20, 21 days of cooking it. So you can think of it as like it's in a slow cooker with black beans. Huh. Um, and it's basically just cooking down and deactivating some of those liver toxic compounds so we do use that as like the bulk of the formula but we basically put a lot of like mature ginseng root like in our root extract we have the fermented hydrolyzed pearl powder reishi stem and it's got shu hong, which is like a romania type family we got both the prepared warm stuff and then the cool stuff to kind of balance it out in a sense so it doesn't become sticky if you get a good quality hoshu that's properly prepared It definitely has some invigorating qualities to it and makes you feel relaxed, but yet fully vigorous and energized.
1: Now, that's the kind of Hoshu Wu that you would like, right? Really nice products, as you can hear. If you'd like to order Hoshu Wu or the other products, click on Shen Blossom right there on the front page, oneradionetwork.com. Yeah, baby, we can do that. A couple other... uh, um products uh, that I'll just mention here briefly. If you would like to support us, if you're on BitChute, um, a lot of people watch there. You can click on our store underneath the the video and after you subscribe and go in there and see see some cool stuff. Let me just mention what we have and uh, this is how we pay our little house payment and because we make money when you purchase something or donate, that's it. Uh, We don't, uh, um, you know, get money from the advertisers. Anyway, You can do the uh, sulfur. We have a a wonderful sulfur that we've been promoting for, gosh, I think 10 years now at least. It's uh, one of the few sulfurs that is absolutely clean. There's no uh, stuff in there, adjuvants to make it not work too well. And it's a great one, especially if you get any GMOs near you. It messes up the sulfur cycle. Pearl Sim is a a great product that... um, Here's a little sulfur thing. You can see that. I have two pound orders. Or if you want more than four, four pounds, let me know. The Perlcium is made from real pearl. Real pearl. And uh, this is a wonderful um, product to brush your teeth with. Great product to um, take internally too. It will actually put calcium into your bones because it's from a living source. You know, not a calcium rock thing. We have the sauna, the far-infrared sauna, a wonderful product, uh, $12.95 delivered in the lower 48. Email me, patrick at oneradionetwork.com, the only way to get that price. Um, So, and then this one, it's a very, very, very good uh, Air Doctor air filter. They have two big filters. that are easy to change and they actually uh, tell you need to change it with a little light and these are very very good they're quiet, they're intuitive they'll speed up even when you have uh, just a little bit of cooking bacon or something else in your kitchen so these are products that we promote if you'd like to support us you can do so by a little donation or signing up for a monthly thing that works or you can uh, buy some products or whatever and um, you know and then you know have some fun and get some cool things. So there you go. From the Hill Country in Texas, this is OneRadioNetwork.com. We are with Dr. Richard Massey in Austin, Texas, where he just is solving all the world's problems one plank at a time. Okay. <laughs> so so, <laughs> so I've, I've been talking about, I don't even know if they're, problems, I don't even look upon sleep as a problem anymore because I just do stuff, you know what I mean? I'll just work on my screenplay, but in the last few weeks I've been doing more and more stretching and I'll get in there and I can, like last night I spent two hours in my bed just working on my neck, right? And I just get in there and I'll get all all the way as far as I can and you hear this little, like like you give yourself adjustments and all that. So how does, how do these things that we hold in our body, these uh, energy blocks or whatever I think we call them, engrams, or you know the the yogi say the yogi people say the issues are in the tissues. How do these correlate with some? Are these subconscious things that have landed in the body, Doc? Do you think?
0: Yeah. Now, are you talking specifically about your neck or about insomnia or Or,
1: uh, the nervous system or keeping one from not being able to relax. So by, by loosening up these neck things, I really feel a difference in how well I can sleep and how well I could just settle into the moment.
0: Yes. Yeah. You know, and of course the neck is a huge story, right? It's that, it's that space between the, the heart and the head and, um, yeah, And there are certain conflicts about that limit my turning of my neck. And it's out of loyalty to people in my family. Mm. It's rarely because I'm actually born with something that prevents it. And I will develop it at the same age that it would have helped people in the family not suffer. So a classic one is like, If there's a level of jealousy that my spouse or partner is looking for another partner while they're with me, Mm. I will subconsciously tighten my neck when I reach that age in life and I won't be able to turn my neck far enough to see the person who upset let's say, my grandfather, That's just because I know that That's story. That's hilarious.
1: Hmm. So how do you think it would be beneficial for me to try to understand? I wouldn't be able to know what was going on with my mom and dad or our listeners' uh, mom and dad, you know, 30, 40, 50 years ago. I mean, I, I think, what do you do with that if we're still trying to save them? Yeah. What do you do with
0: okay. that? Okay, so, so remember, of course, that subconsciously you already know. You already know. You you already know, right? Your nervous system remembers exactly why it put that in there. Okay. And exactly who it's trying to save. So it already knows that. So in Dr. Hammer's world, and I think I've showed you that big chart of Dr. Hammer's, you know, with all the brain parts there. They could look at a brain scan and tell you what was going on by which part of the brain lit up.
1: Yeah, yeah. Hmm.
0: Compared to an old scan now. We can't officially do that uh, because, you know, they sicked Interpol on him, kicked him out of Germany um, for doing that. Said it was a criminal way to use the brain scan. Mm -hmm. Um, So what I do is I use the heart biofeedback monitor. And we simply sit down and take either the Jacques Martel book Mm -hmm. or the recall healing book and we read off the possible conflicts for the net.
1: Or for insomnia or whatever, which are on, and that, that yeah, one's called or ailments. Or insomnia or whatever. Yeah, that's and
0: when a- it gets to the story that's yours, yeah. the heart monitor will start pinging.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And it'll say, pay attention to that story. That's going to lead you back where you need to to untangle this thing in your nervous system. Mm-hmm. And then once that's untangled, then there's more heart living and less old trying to save mommy and daddy going on. Yeah,
1: yeah. You know, I have noticed too when I stay really aware, which, what else are you going to do at three in the morning I just hang out there? You can actually see, (laughs) you know, what are you going to do? You can actually see some things or feel some things that are in there. It's really interesting. Maybe a quick image of when you're a kid or something. It's just fascinating. It's like, whoa. So it almost is that, I'm, I'm using that as my little heart math thing,
0: right? I like that. Yeah. I like that. Hmm.
1: I suspect all little bumps and grinds and even what we call diseases all have a uh, some kind of a another person attached to them in some way, right? They must, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they must. Right? How could it be otherwise? Uh, <laughs> yeah. It, it, it's... It's not like I just popped out with no parents. Um,
1: (laughs) Well, unless you're a real special person, you know, you can do that. Um,
0: (laughs) Yes. Yes, I I came and descended directly, you know. Directly, yeah.
1: Oh, man. I wonder if that's where the whole metaphor about a virgin Mary and all of that came from, that they're trying to lay out the idea that Jesus was maybe didn't have any karma, dharma, or something like that. I wonder where that came from. Yeah,
0: yeah know. and apparently, apparently, now this, this would have irritated me <laughs> like most of my life to hear something like this, but, I mean, people have told me about how many myths had a virgin birth in it long before the Christian story was told.
1: Say that again? Say that again?
0: I missed it. Yeah, the the Christian virgin birth is apparently one of the later versions of that story. Yes. That that story's been around a long time. Yeah.
1: We interviewed a fellow, I think his his stage name is Archaic or something like that, Jason Bichars, and boy, this will make your head explode. He talks about how far back all of this stuff was written thousands of years ago before they say the Bible was. You know, this just yeah. way back you know there's a lot of stuff that's been changed
0: boy along the way Whew. you gotta
1: take a yeah. deep breath with that man one.
0: and my family had a huge attachment to the bible to the bible exactly as it was written yeah well, you know a
1: lot of people do people do
0: and uh, and you know i I kept that as a child because they, our church just told us the stories of Jesus being the healer and the good guy. And then once we reach puberty, then all the damnation stuff, you know, kicks yeah, in. Yeah. Um, and then I kind of, I was loyal to the story by rebelling against it. Rebellion is a kind of reverse loyalty, but it's still tangled to the original story. When someone is free, they're neither for or against mm-hmm. the original story. Mm-hmm. They're just on a free path. Yes.
1: Which really is the way to enlightenment is not to be for or against anything, right?
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: For against anything. Anything. You try right. doing that for, you know, 24-7. It's pretty interesting. <laughs>
0: Yes, it is, and it's very un-American <laughs> yeah. to not be for or against. You know, Un-American. I mean, and the whole Western world, yeah. honestly, yeah. The, you know, the, it's for you either for us or against us, and that's
1: that's just. Uh, uh, by the way, our phone number if you want to join 888-663-6386. six three sixty three eighty six. We're live here Tuesday morning, the twenty eighth of July. Isn't that really curious? If we take the position, which I do, that being not being for or against anything is really the way to God. And it's actually, there's a term for it on Ninekankar which is called varag, which is detachment. And we we're we taught this a lot. You just can't be for or against anything because it's just karma dharma, baby. You know, you just, it's, I know. Um, but anyway, um, and then the culture or the matrix, they're doing everything they can to make us be for or against anything. Isn't that interesting? And how social media really, really And that's is. all they do. Really that's all they do, right? White and black, good and bad, and men and women, gays and straights, I mean, you know, uh, Russia yeah. and, and NATO, I mean, everything. It's all this conflict. Everything. everything. You got to be one or the other, you know, Democrat, Republican, here you go.
0: Wow. Yes. Yeah. No, I know it's intense, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It is, it is, <laughs> it's not just a scholastic thing it feels like it's in the blood oh
1: yeah it's like in in the water now you know it's everywhere yeah you know yeah you know global warming global cooling i mean you could just name anything and there's people that are just out there just talking up one or the other and if you do that yeah so now you know why i go crazy doing a talk show because i know that it's just weird man it's like what am i going to (laughs) do You know, what are you gonna do? You know? Okay, sure. <laughs> it's hilarious, boy. God.
0: It is hilarious, right?
1: <laughs> it really is, yeah. I mean what are you gonna yeah. do? You know. Everybody's doing the best they can and it's
0: Yes. You know. Everybody's doing the best they can. They really yeah. are.
1: Boy. They really are at the time. I remember I used to say that. Years ago on KLBJ, in the early 80s, I'd say, you know, everybody's doing the best they can. So let's, even, I, I was talking about that then. Of course, this is the reason why <laughs> I always got fired, too, you know, and there were people, <laughs> seriously, yeah, seriously, and there were people that would call me up on the air in Austin at a big radio station and say, wait a minute, my neighbor is driving me crazy. He's not doing the best he can, right? Or my wife. Yeah. And they would say that, you know, they would say that. I was, you know, you try to talk your way out of that one 30, 40 years ago, you know?
0: Oh, I know. Yeah. I know. God. Hey, did I tell you I signed up for the Near Death Experience Conference? Oh, really? It's at the end of August in Washington, D.C. Oh, man. I'd
1: like like to go to that one, baby.
0: Yeah, I think it's worth going to. The Near Um,
1: Death Experience Conference in Washington, D.C., when is it?
0: Yeah, yeah. So you would type in I-A-N-D-S, which is the International Association of Near-Death Studies Conference 2023, and it'll come up.
1: And is it, when is it? Washington, D.C., where?
0: Uh, it looks like it's going to be Labor Day weekend. It's uh, like August 30th through September 3rd.
1: And you really going to go?
0: Oh, yeah. I've already got my tickets and hotel room. Is- uh, so, uh I'm going to go. I've been watching lots of NDE stories lately. And so interestingly, a, a friend that I've known for so many years, about 40 years, over 40 years, I I just happened to mention that I was going to this conference. Right. Uh, and uh, he finally shared with me that he'd had a an NDE 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. And most people don't talk about it for 15 to 20 years. It it discombobulates them. The rewiring is so rapid that, that it's a psychological shock really? and yeah. a social shock. But once they put it back together, man, it, it's just so much heart uh, coming out of these folks. I mean, they've actually been to the place of unconditional love and come back. Yes. I just love hearing that.
1: Yeah, it changes forever, you know. Just Mm -hmm. because you really know that all there is is love, and you really know that all there is is love, and you really know that you are can't die. You know that's pretty cool. You know, once you get that, well then, you know, that's one of the reasons. Yeah,
0: you're kind. It sounds like you're kind of playing with that during the night. You're kind of sitting on the edge of that veil.
1: Well, you know, you know? I, I kind of have the, the, the experience, Doc, with the, the the dream state, when you are conscious of it, which we call soul travel or lucid mm-hmm. dreaming, That it that is a near-death experience. I mean, when you're conscious it of is. it, you're not in yes, your body, and you know you're not in your body, and as soon as you want to go yeah. back in your body, you just pop back in, just like I did when I had my NDE in 183. So, yes, yeah, you yeah. know, Everybody's had them, they're just not aware of them, right? Yeah, because that's exactly everybody's it, soul, you know? Everybody's soul, and we all leave our body when the body sleeps. I always like to talk about the idea. So you, okay, if soul is just this little hippie beads, a little, uh, I don't know, light, I've never experienced the true nature of soul, I'm working on that, I wanna be able to see it, put my arms around it, you know, and say, okay, that's me. I haven't really, I, for me it's just a viewpoint at this point, you know, when I go somewhere, I just have a viewpoint. I know I'm not here, but it's just a viewpoint. I haven't been able to look in the mirror, say. So let's just say, though, that that we are just this little uh, ball of love and light. I, you know, that's why I like to look at it, and it resides there, maybe in the pineal gland, right between, you know, the third eye, right. Let's just say that's. Many people think that's where we hang out, and then when the body sleeps. Do you really think that soul is just going to sit there and twiddle its thumb? Oh, I can't wait till Patrick's body wakes up and I'm just going to go somewhere. Come on, you're not going to do that. You know you're going to go somewhere. I mean, come on. I mean, it just doesn't make sense to sit there all night in the center of your head. You don't.
0: <laughs> yeah, yes.
1: You understand? You know what I'm saying? Why, why would you do that?
0: Yeah, yeah. If you, uh, <laughs> if you get a chance to listen to it an Oriental doctor named Edith Ubuntu Chan.
1: Oh, let me write that one. Ubuntu.
0: Yeah, it's a it's an odd middle name, uh, you know, for someone of Chinese origin. I think it sounds African. Ubuntu. Chan. Uh, Is his last name? Ubuntu Chan. Chan. C H A N. And uh, she went to. She talks about her experience when she went to a nine-day darkness retreat in Thailand.
1: Uh-huh. Oh, went in the darkness and for nine so, days?
0: Wow. Yeah, mm. totally dark. Mm. Um, and she said the first three days she slept, um, and then from day four to nine, she said when a person's in total darkness, the pineal gland no longer has to make melatonin. It just starts making DMT. And everything about her life was downloaded to her past, present, and wow. future. Wow. She met her future child, started having conversations. Mm. Uh, and it was all just so clear to her the life she had lived up till then, why, and what was going on, how to life review, and all of that. And that was comforting to me because it's like we've never been left alone with no possibility of knowing those things consciously. Yes. Um, it's available to everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just about being still enough to let that reveal itself.
1: Yeah. That's great. I'll check her uh, Chan is her last name, Chan.
0: Yeah. Uh-huh.
2: hmm
1: Here's an email um, for you or us. Thank you both so much for these shows. I really enjoy them. A few months or so, I had a dream of you two hanging out in the beautiful yard of a Spanish or Italian mansion. Oh, Dr. Massey and I? Maybe Casa de Luz? Wow, wow that's it was short, just a glimpse, and you were sitting on a bench or a small table, talking, smiling, laughing like great friends. I woke up hoping you two could, you two could meet up soon. Patrick has told me that you have. Oh yeah, we're we're friends, uh, Doctor Massey and I. Isn't that interesting? He he had a dream. That's, that's and,
0: beautiful, and and I'm totally with you there on the mansion. So <laughs> that sounds good. Yeah, Spanish. <laughs> thank or Italian, Thank you for sharing that.
1: With a lot of grapes, you know, so we could just do some grape smash and make some wine. Wow.
0: Ah, uh, that's so good. Thanks for you. Thanks,
1: Corey, for that. Isn't that fun? Sitting on a small table, mm-hmm. smiling, laughing. Like great friends we are great friends. I woke up hoping you two could could meet up soon. yeah Dr. Massey is in Austin, and we meet up from time to time and I've known mm-hmm. I don't even know when we oh, I, I think we first met is when I came out to see you in Fredericksburg. Somebody told okay. me about you and you were playing doctor out there and this must have been fifteen years yeah. ago, a long time ago a long time
0: mm-hmm. yeah.
1: I don't know what I had wrong with me at the time, but you must have been pretty good because I don't have it anymore.
0: You're still here. I
1: mean, you didn't stick me with anything while I was there. You know. (laughs) You know, it's funny you mentioned about the DMT. I mean, there's people that actually is DMT. That's a is that a spiritual or is that a physical substance that people try to take to experience this stuff then to, that probably doesn't work does it to take dmt or
0: so the dmt is is made naturally in the pineal gland, huh. the third eye mm-hmm. um and there are all kinds of factors that people have studied that cause us to make less or more yeah in our life uh and edith was the first one who explained it that you know when we're in darkness There's no need to make that melatonin um, because I'm in complete darkness. Uh, So the pineal can focus on making DMT, put all its energy into that. And a lot of people call DMT the spirit molecule, uh, dimethyltryptamine. And people can take it. Um, I never have. uh, There are things that are like it in the entheogenic plants, uh, like the psilocybin mushroom and uh, the peyote and things like that. They're DMT-like molecules in there um, that give us a glimpse on the other side of the veil, so to speak. So yeah, people do DMT, and they say it's very intense, but the experiences are typically like 15 minutes. <clears throat> And uh, challenging to integrate. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, there there are people who use entheogens responsibly. I, I had some friends who uh, had a psychiatrist uh, administer the bufo with them, and they found it extremely transformative. And it was a 45-minute experience for them. Mm-hmm. Um, it was like a therapy session and uh, they're both still highly functional in their lives and grateful that they did it.
2: Hmm.
0: Not for everyone. No, but no,
1: it's pretty tricky business. Uh, I think the, I don't understand these substances and what they're working on, the brain, and if the brain is physical, I've always wondered, well, what is that doing, you know, as far as a spiritual mm-hmm. experience? Yeah. And one thing that I've really seen, and I, I can speak to this because it's, very clear to me, as I do spiritual exercises, and when I wake up and I just consciously leave my body, I can see very clearly how just one how movement of the mind, just an inch, just a fraction, yeah. changes yeah. everything. You are you are then in the mental plane. I don't care what you do. You are there. You're not. You are you are in a black hole, and you're in the mental plane. And if you start dinking around there, you ain't getting out, especially if you're on drugs. So I really question the validity of Carlos Castaneda and all these people, you know, they say they did this and they did that. Well, where were they? Were they in the high mental plane? And there's some very beautiful things in the mental plane. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, one movement, yeah. a man and you're, you're in. So if you can take smoke grass and never have one thought, well then I'd go ahead and do that. Otherwise, I wouldn't do it. <laughs> now, you try that. Go ahead. You, you know, do it. Let me know how that works out. <laughs> <laughs> now, one thought. Otherwise, I hear you. You know what I'm saying, jelly bean? Yeah.
0: Um, yes. One of the things that was helpful for me is somebody explained to me that mental thoughts are generated from any identity that I believe in. I believe that. And that it helps me go to sleep at night if I sit with my little journal, either physically mm-hmm. or mentally, uh-huh. and give up all of my identities before I lie down. That's very good. Yeah. I'm not a doctor. I'm not a male. Mm. I'm not Caucasian. Mm-hmm. I'm not a father. I'm not a son. I'm not an American. I'm not a da 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 um, because a lot of thoughts are spinning around, trying to support each of those identities. Yes, they and are. Keep yeah. them in place,
1: and I think that's going on twenty-four-seven. Uh, we've been. Oh, yeah. uh, my good friend Hannah talked about it. I was trying to explain my experience of the, of the, you know, of this kind of ticker. And she called it a ticker tape. And I think it's a really good, you know, ticker tape like on a news show. <laughs> and if you really get quiet, you can really see this thing. And it's just like you say, well, I'm Dr. Massey, and what am I gonna do, and I gotta do this tomorrow, and I don't know, maybe, you know, yeah. Maybe you know. whatever. I'm Patrick, and I gotta do a talk show, and I gotta see if I can increase sales. Yeah. That's just going on 24-7. But you can get above that. You really can. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then you're just clear as a bear. Uh, there was one, one yogi guy said something uh, years ago. I think it was uh, Osho, or Bhagwan Sri Rajneesh. Remember him? He was a cool guy. And he would say, a good thing you can do if you want to when you lay down to go to sleep is go back starting from the moment now and kind of just unwind whatever you did five minutes ago, last hour, two hours ago, three hours ago, and you go through the whole day until you you wind up until, usually you fall asleep before you're at noon or whatever.
0: right? I I think I'm already falling asleep. (laughs) You should consider a career in hypnosis. That was good.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and just unwind the whole it's thing. That's kind of fun.
0: Unwinding, that's unwinding, kind of fun.
1: Unwind. And unwinding, unwinding. The way I do, I, I work with a spiritual teacher on the inner who I, I have experiences with and I actually see as a man's body, my spirit. Mm. And I'll just say to him, okay, I want to go, whatever I need to go and to work through, whatever I need to work through at this time, tonight, and uh, I'm in your hands. And if you surrender to that, that's really important. Do with me what you will. That's what I do. And then yeah. all bets are off. And he or at whatever it is can take you anywhere, you know. You know, go eat ice cream or whatever you need to do. Meet somebody.
0: Yes. Yes.
1: You know, another thing about the that I that I wanted to share with you that I think is so fascinating and how why we sleep and why we dream. One of the reasons I was always oh, one o'clock and I'm having a little bite to something and I um, um, and I get on one of these little, you ever see one of these little TikToks or these things where you see like 20 or 30 seconds? They're kind of fun. Some of them have dogs and just yeah. really, cool yeah. stuff, you know, really cool stuff, really yeah, cool stuff. I just love watching them, you know. And um, But then every now and then they'll throw one in on you. And it was, just, it was this uh, video of of Bill Clinton meeting the Pope like this was some important deal. You know, I was talking about the Vatican and -hmm. and how the Vatican's in on the deal, and you know, the whole thing. And it was only about 20 seconds. I didn't think anything of it, because I know about the Vatican stuff, you know. I know the presidents go and bow before the Pope. They do that. I Seriously, had not one thought about that. And guess what? Next thing I know, when I go to sleep, I'm having this dream with Bill Clinton. This dream experience. (laughs) So this is the way it works, man, you know even when we see something, you know, yeah. we, we create a little karma, right? You just create a little, a little, a little, hmm, a little, <laughs> unbelievable. I'm sitting there talking to Bill Clinton saying, what am I talking to this guy for? And I, then I thought about, no wonder, I saw him with the Pope, you know? God. <laughs> so imagine why we, why we have these dream experiences all night long all the stuff that we create throughout the day, right? You know, unless yeah. you sit in a dark room. Oh boy. So I think this is why we sleep. I I, try, I think this is the only reason why humans sleep, because we've got to work all these things out. It, not from a negative standpoint, but you know, look at all the people you talk to sure. or think about, or read an article, or say, oh, is that true? I think this is yeah. what's going on all the time, why would the body sleep?
0: You know, that makes sense with Does the it? near-death experiences because when they have these big near-death experiences, they have life reviews.
1: Yes, often. And,
0: yeah, and it's like during our sleep, like you're saying, we're having our little life review of the yeah, day. Yeah, of the day. Uh, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. And working stuff out, working stuff out.
0: Yeah.
2: Mm.
1: And you know, what's interesting like about the near-death experiences, too, that I'm sure you're going to find when you, when you go up there uh, to this conference is that, let me take a little drink of water.
0: Yeah. They're
1: all different. Yes. They're all different, but they're the same, they're the same, because soul is soul, God is God, spirit is spirit, but I think they all manifest into each soul's experiences for lifetimes and what they think is gonna happen, what could happen, right? and what they want to learn, but it's all different. Some people do the tunnel thing like I did with the light, and I had my teacher was talking to me um, you know, telepathically, and I, I knew he was with me, but I didn't know who he was, you know? But everybody has different yeah. things. Some people see themselves like above the ambulance, you know, in a car rack, and crazy yeah. stuff, and it's all different, and I think it, don't you think it's in all congruent to what the soul's experience is?
0: Yes, and that, and one interesting thing is that everybody remembers who they are, even on the other side. Yes. And they remember when they come back. It's like yeah. our identity, our real identity is something that we don't ever lose.
1: Soul. I mean soul. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, one of the significant things for me was in eighty three my first one, um, I started telepathically asking this uh, being that was with me who I didn't know at the time, well, what's going to happen to my dog and my girlfriend and my mom and dad? Because I wanted to keep going. You know, it was so amazing. Why would yeah. you want to go back to this you know, trash can of the universe? You know, I'm, but then I, so I asked, you know, what would happen? And it said, I'll use that term, they will not exist they will not exist. What do you think that means? Wow. What will happen if I keep going, they will not exist? What do you think that means?
0: Well, I mean, whoever you and I really are predates even the forms of our ancestors.
1: Oh, Oh yeah, 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 right, right. But I was thinking more in terms of mom and dad and my dog and my girlfriend at the time. I I I got that they will not exist just because they won't be in my state of consciousness any longer. And they only exist mm-hmm. if I think about them.
0: Yeah.
1: Right. That's pretty trippy when you think about that.
0: Yeah, you know, reality <laughs> is pretty true. <trippy>.
1: Yeah. <laughs> 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 And I, I believe that's how it works, that we, this is how we create a reality, and it only exists when we think about it.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I see what you're saying. You get saying where now. I'm going with that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that, and, you know... That's you, a trip when you... you really contempl- like Byron Katie there now. Oh. You know, that's the conclusion she came to after yeah. inquiring. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yes.
1: And we, we talk a lot about this with Hannah on Friday, my good friend, and... Um, She keeps questioning, and I love it because she does, but she, you know, and she and others will say, well, wait a minute, though, there has to be an ultimate truth, right? There has to be truth or what is, and I argue, and my experience is, and you show me otherwise, that it doesn't exist unless I'm aware of it, right? Mom and Dad didn't exist unless I'm aware that they existed. If I went to the other side, they don't exist unless I I guess think about them and then you can communicate with them. But I don't, so I don't think yeah, there yeah. is an ultimate truth other than what yours truth is. I mean, you are the truth, baby, whether you like it or not. That's my theory. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because yeah. We, we, we can't, we can't observe anything without, without um, changing it. The only reason we observe it and see it is because we're looking at it. You know, we're looking at it. That makes sense?
0: Yeah, it does. And then when I get a toothache, all that changes. Well, of
1: course. <laughs> you know, of course. What can I say? You know? <laughs> it's the old idea if a tree falls in the Amazon, if nobody's there to hear it, doesn't make a sound, right? That'll make your head explode to think about that one. <laughs> and I believe there is no sound because there's no eardrum for it to, to bounce off of. You're not there to hear it,
0: right? Yeah. Yeah, in in this realm, it looks like all experiences are internal.
1: Internal, right. Mm
0: -hmm. So during that project purpose, actually, that's when our thalamus is formed. When is our thalamus formed? uh, There's a part of the brain called the thalamus. Yeah, And uh, the child picks up things about The possibilities of um, lovers' union or the despair of lovers not meeting or separating goes into the thalamus during this period of time. And the thalamus sifts all this sensory information that we get and makes a decision about whether it should head it toward despair or ecstasy.
1: I choose ecstasy.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, a sensible person would choose pleasantness over despair. Right. Um, but if there's a turbulence in the nuptial chamber, (laughs) so the word thalamus actually means the receptacle of a flower. Wow. Um, and the original word is epithalamian or prothalamian. And those are, poems that lovers wrote you can go online and look at these and the majority of the ones I saw were the despairing ones where the person was there to meet their lover and the lover didn't show up or something happened you remember the Cary Grant Ingrid Bergman movie way back in the day where they're supposed to meet on the top of the Empire State Building one day and oh yeah one of them doesn't show up, and it was the defining moment of their life. and Only to find out later all their conclusions about it were wrong, that the, I think the woman had been hit by a car, and that's why she didn't show up mm-hmm. uh, or something like that. And oh, um, yeah.
1: Classic story, classic story.
0: Yeah, so that's a thalamus story. Mm. And the thalamus decides whether a sensory input is dangerous or safe. Mm. Or, you know all those kind of things, and so that's formed in there depending on how the lovers meet in the nuptial chamber. Was that a good meeting? Oh, okay. I like watching bees and flowers. I think for that reason, oh, yeah. I think it's good. They got that. They got that love so thing watch. going on,
1: baby. They, <laughs> man, they got it going on.
0: Oh, quick, yeah. I, the bees and the butterflies—they seem to meet the thalamus just fine. So. It,
1: just a quick note love, to, to, like to go back on the NDE yeah. for me, because you had mentioned it, and, the, and the, I was talking about the mind, and the, the moment that I decided when I had my first one that I needed to go back, I mean, the split second, I was back, the split second. It was like, boom, no separation, right? It was one movement yeah. of I gotta go back and I'm back. That's that fascinating how that works?
0: Yes it is. Man.
1: I think that's a big part of why people wake up and I figured out that's why I wake up is if you're in an experience and you don't have the guts to go through it and you I want out. Right? You scream to God, "No, no, I want out." You're back. You, you wake up. I think that's what goes on. I went out, nope, no, I ain't doing this. This is
0: weird, bro. <laughs> yeah, it's funny listening to people talk about uh, when they're in the Indies and they reach that point where somebody tells them they have to go back and so yeah. many of them go, oh, I'm sorry, I'm not going back.
1: <laughs> no, I ain't going no, go. Well, You know, it's really interesting. I wonder, I guess... It, obviously i needed to go back but what if i didn't what if i didn't go back and just wanted to you probably couldn't go right if it wasn't your time to die you you wouldn't go yeah you, you would just go back wouldn't you wouldn't you
0: yeah they send you back they send this, they send you back how, how no, how go yeah back. <laughs> you no you gotta, gotta go you gotta go you back get the there. chance to volunteer yeah and do the right thing. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we gotta get your mind right you ain't ready Let's take the, I think we have a. You ain't ready yet, dude, you know? (laughs) You got some, yeah. mm -hmm. I keep trying to remember what the Ram Das thing, it was something like, oh, here, he used to talk about you have some seeds that have to pop. That's the term that he used, right? Okay, yeah. He saw this on the interplanes. We had these little seeds they were kind of like dark areas, and I've seen these, and you kind of got to go into them and pop them and say what they're about. Kind of like you have to bring them out in the open, you know? I've had mm-hmm. fun with those where you, you say, I don't want to go in there, and you say, Well, okay, I'll do it. And you pop in, and it's just some weird experience, and it's ter- not terrible. And then when you go through it, you come out at a cleaner, more, uh, more fun space. Does that make sense? You're kind of lighter because you just burn through something. Yeah,
0: and that project purpose is like our first seed. Ah. It, it is that seed that our nervous system is at that point. And until the seed dies, until the loyalty to being a seed dies, <laughs> no plant comes out.
1: To the loyalty, explain that, to the loyalty of being the seed.
0: If I'm a seed and I'm loyal to being a seed. Right. Because... That's what my mom and dad made was this seed mm-hmm. that carries all their suffering. I may just decide to stay a seed forever.
1: Oh, and carry that your whole lifetime.
0: Yeah. Huh.
1: So that's really what, what spiritual growth is about. Becoming more aware of truth or what is spiritual growth. Becoming more aware of God is that we're always, if we want to, rather than drink beer and eat Cheetos and watch TV, which is fine if you want to do that. But other than that, if you want to go in internally, you know, go within, you're always popping seeds, right? You just keep going until there's no more seeds to pop.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of the idea.
1: Yeah, that's kind of the idea. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Of course, many of us just yell uncle along the way and say, no. <laughs> right? Man. Oh, yeah. And we've all done it, yeah. right? Yeah, we have. Yeah. All-
0: I hear that. I went kicking and screaming for every seed hunt there was,
1: you know. <laughs> kicking and sc- And then plus you had your you had your little bout, as you've talked about, so this is not a secret, with the demon rum. Oh, yeah. Right? And, yeah. and people that do alcohol and drugs, this is what they're doing, right? They're really saying, no, 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 that's too much. No, no, I don't want to do that.
0: Yeah, yeah, the seed wants to sprout. And if right? it does, I'm going to feel disloyal to mom and dad.
1: Yeah, you keep going so back to that. I now. want to
0: put it back to sleep. <laughs>
1: just mom and dad.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Well, Dr. Massey, it's always a trip talking to you. It's like being on drugs for an hour and a half. It's <laughs> <laughs> Really, I really appreciate you. I, I just love you. I just love you a lot. Thanks
0: for being here. Uh, Thank you. Love you too, Patrick.
1: I, I often tell the story, i have often... About the time when you and I, you and I did raw, raw organs from Amos, Amos's farm in Burton Hand, Pennsylvania, and we had yes. thymus and we had thyroid and I don't we had brain man we had all this stuff and they were raw right so we're blending them yes. up in this blender with honey and, and, and goat's milk right honey and goat's milk mm-hmm. and then we drinking it. And man, we got stoned, didn't we? We got just whacked. Yeah. We were out in the garden and I was seeing things, man. I was just like on LSD. This is an organ. <laughs> <laughs> now, what's that about? You talk about some chi and those things. Whoa. It was so funny. Yeah. We were just laughing. Yeah,
0: you, you wonder why cows look happier than most humans, <laughs> <Yeah>. you know? <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's right. You wonder why they're just hanging out, man, eating grass. You don't have to smoke it; just be a cow. That was an experience <laughs> do you remember what organs we had we just had a bunch of them didn't we had old box
0: them yeah yeah we did we put all the organs that we could get in there you know a good bit of liver
1: liver yeah we had liver.
0: uh yeah. yeah the adrenals the thyroid was what required all the taste yeah. stuff because all that iodine kind of compounds taste really bad we had adrenals. Um, okay. we had the boys blender that had testicles in it and well, the girl's right. blender that had ovaries in that's it that's right we did
1: yeah. ovaries and testicles oh my god
0: Oh yeah yeah and we had some brains and you know <laughs> so that would have pituitary and would have the third eye in it and all that <laughs> Oh my god! so uh yeah that was really something it, a lot of a lot of cinnamon a lot of goat milk a lot of honey. honey
1: it tasted I, not terrible i mean it wasn't the best but we got it down right we got it down
0: we we got it down, you know, and, and <laughs> we had to blend it. To the first time, there was too much stringy stuff in there, and that was that was really palatable. Really bad. <laughs> um, had to really blend it up to get all those strings broken down. Still flinching. You can see that oh, because I, I remember that first trial. Was like, oh god, can't get those strands off the back of my tongue. Oh. Um <laughs> but yeah, that was quite an experience in olaginous, you know. Yeah. He's, he was doing that stuff all the time. That must have been quite a vibrant life.
1: Yeah, a lot of the carnivore people now really talk about organs and and they'd say if you can eat them raw, if you got the courage, you know, a lot of good things will happen. I suspect so. You
2: know, I suspect. Mm-hmm. So.
1: Well, brother, I will see you soonest, and we'll try to do the third Monday rather than the third Tuesday next month. I'll see if I can Okay. Sounds I'll, see, good. I'll see if I can be on time.
0: Uh, oh, great plan. Okay,
1: brother. Thank you. I love you. Take care. Bye bye. You too. Dr. Bye-bye. Richard Messi, Patrick Timpone, oneradionetwork.com. network dot Oh, that's not the one I want. Um hold on a second. <laughs> hold on. Here it is. I can do this one. Well he's a cool guy, huh? Yeah? The best. Really fun. In our show page on the audio, if you'd like to contact uh, Dr. Massey, you will see um, his email address and also phone number, I believe. He doesn't do a lot of, uh, of um, long-distance stuff now. He's a pretty busy guy, but you never know. Well, we're going to take a little break here. We will see you tomorrow with Adam Bergstrom 2.0. We'll see if our little camera difficulty gets cleared up. Otherwise, I'll just be frozen in time again. I kind of liked it, really. It's just a lot more comfortable just doing audio than video. But, um, you know, I remember the days when we just did audio, remember? Those were the days. So, uh, thanks for your support. Let me know if I can help with anything. My email address is patrick at oneradionetwork.com I love you all very much. Thank you. And I'll see you tomorrow, Wednesday, the 19th of July on One Radio Network.com. May the blessings be. From the Hill Country in Texas, this is One Radio Network.com.